0: And we are live! Whew. Hello and welcome to the COVID New Podcast. Today I'm joined by Abby talking about mental health. Hello! Now, Abby <laughs> did previously join me, however, the audio did not manage to record. So we're starting this again just with a bit of a mukbang twist because I am hungry as.
1: So I've got cream
0: happy- eggs!
1: <laughs> yes, I love cream eggs. I'm I've got cream eggs.
0: So, how are you today, Abby?
1: Um, I'm I'm doing alright, you know, I'm tired and I've got cream eggs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait!
1: That's all I really have to have thought. Yeah, this is a lot of
0: Except I've got
1: brownies, so. Oh, oh, I'm I'm actually jealous
0: of you. I quite like a brownie. And they're Costco brownies as well, so, very
1: bad. Ooh, beauty. Indeed.
0: So how has college been for you during the pandemic?
1: Um, I think it's definitely been a lot easier to deal with now over the last like month now that we've been back in person. Mm. But um before now it's been very difficult from I'd say from like November to like the start of March because even when we were like going in person during the second lockdown, I really feel safe mm. at all. And then when we were online I felt so, like, isolated, I guess, because it was just, like, we were doing so much, like, it's, like, we were all kind of in the same boat, but at the same time, I felt so, like, alone, Mm. even though I could see that everyone else was there. I don't know, it was so, like, it was a really weird experience. Hopefully, we'll never have to go through it mm. again. But. I think
0: it, I think it's because we had the whole issue with the black screen syndrome. So every single person, yeah, was black screen, black screen, black screen, black screen. I even remember some yeah. of teachers being like, "Is there anyone even there?" And they would call out sometimes. Like I had one history teacher. He was just like, he sang to us at one point because he genuinely didn't think we were there to try and like make us laugh or like make us comment or something. And then eventually we oh, did. My- but like he was just so upset. He was just there like. I'm all alone in Germany oh, like, and he like scripted up on point and I was just there giggling to myself, honestly. It was it was it was different. But yeah.
1: I always felt like really bad, but I literally never wanted to put my camera on. I was <laughs> like no. <thank laughs> you.
0: Like the only one that I ever put my camera on was for psychology, but I only put it on for like the first three lessons. Cause she was like, everyone must have camera on, everyone must have mic on. If you don't have a camera on, Tell me your reasoning, and your parents need to back it up. And then when it comes to the half term, you need to sort out. And she was like, very strict with it. And then after a point, we Ooh. were just like, lol, CBA. So we just stopped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> None of my teachers really were like, fussed about it, to be honest. But I mean, I think they like ask sometimes, but we were just like, no, you're right. <laughs> so I just, I just didn't really put it on, like I felt I felt bad sometimes. They'd always be like, "Oh, I don't know if I was there," but I'm so, I'm not.
0: <sighs> I mean, I am, but I'm not. But I am. So Like I'm. Yeah, I'm exactly. At the computer, but I'm not actually at the computer as such. Like, I, like I remember always switching it on, and then like we'd be talking in our group chat for that lesson or whatever. But I would be. Away from the I'd screen record it, leave it running, and I'd dip. I do everything
1: but doing lessons. I just gave up. Like, there was one point where I literally just turned it on and I was just, like, laying down and staring at the ceiling. <laughs> like, I was so done. I was so done. Like, I really feel like I was doing other things. I was just, like, laying there. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was an interesting time. Indeed. Very interesting time. So, when it comes to mental health,
0: do you think it's been worsened by the pandemic or has it been made better to an extent?
1: I think it's definitely been worsened, mostly because of um, the fact that, like, this time last year, our entire lives were just turned completely upside down with no warning. Mm. Like, before we just been, like, our lives were completely normal, and then now I can't even remember what that's like. Yeah, <laughs> it's I literally insane. Like that before no, I can't imagine, you know, like, I can't imagine, like, sitting next to someone on a yeah, single yeah. desk or anything yeah, like that, or, like, going anywhere without a mask. It yeah, feels yeah. so, like, natural to me now. You know? It's like people always say like they get really uncomfortable when they see like a TV show and they're not wearing masks. And it's so true. Like I'm always like, oh my God, why are you not wearing masks? They're
0: like kissing each other or something or they're holding hands and I'm yeah. like, was, when was this show yeah.
1: filmed? Was this filmed
0: recently? Yeah,
1: panoramic like <laughs> but yeah, it's like I think just with um the uncertainty of it Um, it's made a lot of people very anxious, um, and, like, having absolutely no clue what to expect from the future, um, because, like, no one really knew when you'd come out of lockdown, no one really knew, like, if the cases were going to drop or when they were going to drop, and, um, like, for the first, like, couple of months of lockdown, not seeing any dropping cases, I think, was very, like it made a lot of people feel very hopeless. Like, for me, I just kind of stopped looking at the news because I was just thought like, I cannot look at this every day and just see nothing happen. It was so, like, um, what's the word? Like, this...
0: Demoralising.
1: Demoralising. Um, I, I just couldn't really do it. So I just, like, I kind of just shut myself off from the world. And I think that was the best thing for my mental health. No, I had to <laughs> like read just... them.
0: Like, there was a whole point where I just couldn't read the news. Like, I would just see BBC News and T-t-t-t. the second that happened, I would completely switch off. Selective mutism. I would not hear a single thing. like I, was...
1: I still don't really. I still don't really watch the news. I don't even know about It's just like, there's nothing really, I mean, now there is to an extent, but more like, in January, there was literally nothing good mm. to talk about. And especially in December, when it was like um, Christmas being cancelled and stuff, I was just like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> so, like, I kind of got into the habit of not watching the news, and you now I'm done. <laughs> and honestly, it's a blessing. I don't want to know. <laughs> no, honestly. Let me finish my bagel real quick.
0: First, a a everything was just going up, 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 up. up. Yeah. the point where I was like, is this not even going to stop at any point? Like, it's a place that we've got to live through forever. Is it going to become like the new cold? Or will it be like some super cold or something like that?
1: Yeah. I actually felt like was never going to end. But I don't know if it will ever end, to be no, I don't but... really know. It's,
0: it's, at this point, it just feels so monotonous to the point where I've kind of come to terms with the fact that I'm probably going to have to deal with this for the rest of my life. And yeah, like, this is life nice now. I never wanted to. And in the beginning, I wanted to, as much as I could, I wanted to block it out. I was like, nah, this is fake. This is a scam. But as soon as my family started getting coronavirus and cases within my family, that's why I was like, okay, this is yeah. a scam. Yeah. And although that is it's happening and I don't like it, I'm going to have to get used to it.
1: Yeah, that was the same with me. Like, COVID didn't really feel real to me um, until very recently. Like, because the first lockdown, I was kind of just like... I didn't really have any reason to leave the house, so I just didn't, I didn't know anyone who was getting COVID, so it was just like, it felt so far away, and then in January, my grandparents got COVID, and they like really, really suffered with it, and I think it was only then, that I kind of realised like, every single number, of the death, of the cases, is someone, and with that person comes a family, Mm. Um, and it's like, you never really realise how difficult it is and how, like, deadly it is until you see someone personally being affected by it. And it is terrifying. Like, uh, January was probably, like, the worst month of my entire life because I was just, like, watching my grandparents be so ill with it. It was, like... It was only really, really bad that I started to, like, really take it seriously I mean, I was taking a safety in terms of, like, taking precautions and stuff like that, yeah. but I was just, like, it didn't really feel in my head, like, it was a yeah. real thing, did. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for me... I no. felt, like, this,
1: like, big thing that just never happened to me. Yeah, because,
0: like, for me, it literally didn't hit till, like, January, February, because, um, so, like, a lot of people in my family work within, sort of, um, key worker industries, so stuff like, um, yes. yeah, chess and even my dad is a key worker so a lot of people I know are within the industry but when people start talking about like, key workers and stuff I was like ah, they're equipped they've got equipment but then when I started hearing about shortages yeah. and stuff like that that's when it worried me even more and then I found out like my aunt who's a carer she had coronavirus and so did her husband then I found out on my mom and my dad's side even back home as well they had coronavirus so for me that was when I was like oh this is this is a real thing. This is this is Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. This is this is this is a real thing. You know. This is like damaging people's lives and making people ill and having people literally on ventilators struggling to breathe. Yeah. And that that has resonated with me so much. Even now, like I still I, although I can't believe it, still I know it's real.
1: Yeah. I feel like now that like my, my grandparents are like completely recovered and they're doing fine. That's now that it's like think. <laughs> it's like um I know they're fine I feel like I've kind of gone back to how it was before but um no one else I know would get clean because pretty much everyone in my house has had the vaccine except me and my sister so it's like now I feel like I don't really have as much to worry about yeah the which is good like for my mental health
0: are like you know supporting they've got the vaccine because obviously the thing yeah. is saying that us young people
1: are the ones that are more likely to spread it so at least if sort of yeah our family if i've had the vaccine so for example like my mum and stuff yeah had the vaccine it feels a bit better yeah so it's like i can go to college or like they oh. come like i won't give them covid if i do it won't be like they won't struggle with it as yeah. much as they would as if they didn't have vaccine so, yeah, the vaccine has been, it's made me a lot more optimistic, I think, about, like, coming out of this and, mm, like, I not know. going back into a lockdown.
0: Mm, that's been a real difference between lockdown one and lockdown three, especially for me, because yeah. in lockdown one, we had exam stress and all of these things sort of yeah. out about us, and with the whole exam, yeah. Period, yeah. all of our mental God. health <laughs> was at that point, and having no sort of, Thing to make us look to the future and no vaccine or anything, or no sort of insight on what was going on, was so damn immoral yeah. at that point. But now, yes. we're down free, you know, there's um, masks in place and social distancing, and there's the vaccines, and all these different um, things to help us like cope with it are in place. It's a good thing and it shows that things are looking up,
1: exactly. Yeah, I just can't my lunch with but yeah, I think, like, with lockdown three, really, even though it was such a, like, I mean, we're still in a lockdown technically, but mm, yeah, yeah. it's, even though it's, like, it was such a difficult time, um, at least, like, with this family kind of moment, it's temporary. Yeah. So I think that's made it a lot easier to manage, like, even when it was, like, like the middle of winter and you couldn't see anyone and um like dealing with college and everything else like personal issues um you kind of like you always knew that at some point you were going to come out of it and i think the lockdown roadmap has helped a lot like when that was announced the biggest weight left my shoulders i was like oh my god we're gonna get out of this like Mm even if we don't come out of lockdown on June 21st, even if we, like, don't, it still kind of gives me a sense of hope. But, like,
0: it can be. we time. will come out of it. Mm. Mm, definitely, definitely. So, since lockdown one compared to now, what things have you found better and worse?
1: Um, I think I found lockdown one easier. I yeah. enjoyed it more because it was just, like, Um, even though it was kind of, like, stressful that our exams were canceled and we had, like, no idea what was going to happen with our results, it kind of, not having to do any work really, like, gave me time to, like, spend with my family who, like, because of, like, our, like, schedules and stuff, we hadn't really been together as a family in so long. And then, so that was, like, a really good thing. And then also just, like, I had time to just like be myself. Like I didn't really have to prove myself to anyone. Yes. I didn't own anything, and that was like the first time I'd ever felt like that. Um, it's like even though on social media, like, um, I, I felt like everyone was kind of competing to like see who was doing lockdown better. Yeah. It was like I didn't. I didn't have to be a part of that. No, no. So no. I just chose not to, and if I if I did, like, post on social media, I was usually, like, really brutally honest. like, you should have seen my private story, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it was, oh god, it was a mess, but yeah, I think it was just, like, and it was, like, the Tiger King, like, <laughs> whipped coffee period, like, it when felt a lot more, like, this. exactly, like, it felt a lot more, like, I think it felt more like we're all in the same boat, and like everyone was kind of navigating it together. And um, like we've clapped the NHS, even though like to be honest, I kind of hated it after a while. But like the first week, um, where everyone was clapping, it was so like it felt really good. Like knowing that everyone was kind of um, we were all like scared, we all. know what's going to happen in the future but we could all like rally around something
0: a common like common goal common aim
1: you know yeah Mm. it's which is which is why it was such a shame that like the clap for the became such a like i don't know it kind of lost its it lost its meaning um, and its power yeah it just became like something we did on thursday and I felt like I had to do it. And I felt like I was going to be judged if I didn't do it. But it's like, I know in my heart, I appreciate the NHS. Like, um, because my sister's in that hospital so much. So There's like, the um, nurses that look after her have become like family to me. And like, this year, or last year, um, they like got me birthday presents It's like they didn't have to do that and like i always think yeah i will always be like grateful to them so it's like i know i don't need to clap to be appreciative of the nhs but sometimes it felt like if i wasn't clapping every thursday i was like a terrible person especially because you always get those people being like come on clap the nhs like no (laughs) i don't want to
0: Yeah but I definitely feel the whole sort of community spirit and the family spirit that you were talking about because quite frankly my my household schedule is a bit up in the air like there are times where I will come home late after maybe when my sister's come home I'll go to sleep or she'll go to sleep and someone won't see another person someone will be at work someone will be studying someone will be doing this like the other so yeah before lockdown it was it was very decentralized like the home wasn't really like The home. It wasn't where like the family was together and you were sort of spending time with each other. But I think over lockdown, having to be with each other, obviously like we had to be with each other, but it didn't feel like we had to be with each other. It just felt normal. And as it went on, you kind of built that new meaning of family and new meaning of the home to you. So that was like really great. Yeah. Even though we're so far apart, we can all sort of still connect with our families and still go through the same thing because the research I was been involved with. Um, there are people in Lebanon, there are people in Italy and they've all, and Singapore and they've all said the same thing about how because they were at home so much more and because they were with their family so much more they even learnt more about each other you know and yeah. they they found things out about each other that they never really knew before so things like people are really good at baking banana bread or really good at making Dalgona yeah. and all these different things and found that everyone's got all these little quirks and different talents and stuff that before we really had to appreciate because our lives were just so busy and bustling and yeah since we've been on lockdown we've had the time to appreciate our families more and sort of get outside more as well yeah before I never really went outside unless I was from school in secondary school or if maybe I'm coming back from college or something or I've gone and taken the bus those would be the only times I walked but I think now, during the yeah. I go out walking so much more than I ever did before. I yeah. I go out walking in my house. So we've kind of found this new common thing that we all love and we can all do. And we can explore. Right yeah.
1: There. Yeah. I think it's like, we're very like, I'm always like, I, I always kind of feel guilty when it's like, I always say like, oh yeah, I'm kind of grateful for the first lockdown because I know it's been like an insanely privileged place to mm, be yes. like oh yeah i could use the first uptown to be still and calm because it was like there were so many people key workers who were like risking their lives every day and continue to do so and get very little like appreciation but i don't know it was it was good for mental health i think to just kind of like be um to not have to kind of anything other than myself like, it was good
0: mm, yeah I hear that. like lockdown one for me was definitely a period of rediscovering myself a period yeah of me being the fullest version of me me being yeah apologetically me and me just kind of yeah to be free to do what I want say what I want and yeah know, the beginning after the exams fiasco I was upset I was annoyed because
1: oh my I, god I,
0: I, I've grown up in a working-class family and I've grown up with, yeah. in a military family so I know what it's like to not always have everything and I know what it's like to live yeah. with someone where people generally don't necessarily go to university where most people's parents haven't been to
1: yes,
0: So my definitely. initial worries were on getting my grades or not because obviously, you know, the system's very biased towards people in private school yes. and those yes, yes. So yes, my yes. main worry was not getting good grades and not getting what I had spent my whole time in secondary school. Yeah. So I think it took sort of my friends and my family and other people like that to sort of help me out and to help me understand that, like, this is not the end-all. This is not the be-all end Yeah. All. There is life beyond GCSEs. It's really not that difficult. Yeah. And no you know university is going to look back and be like, rah, three, <laughs> three in maths. Dutty. Yeah. Disgusting grade.
1: Disgusting. Absolutely disgraceful." Be like
0: because they'll see that since you yeah, because it looks better to go from that free that you had in GCSE and say you know what I'm gonna use that as my motivation to work even harder on my A levels rather than yeah. and waste time on repeating in the November resets I'm gonna work yeah it, I'm gonna bang it out I'm gonna get all A's or all B's or whatever so I'm yeah to the university that I want to get into get into the job that I want to get into and work and and live and get into society and be able to be a functioning member of society and contribute to other people like that's the exactly. main goal, really. And I think my friends yeah. really helped me to sort of understand that a lot and sort of reassure yeah. it's okay. Even if one grade or two grades here, you kind of got um done dirty on them, it's okay. We can move yeah. on. So, yeah. So
1: was like I was so stressed over exams mean, like, I genuinely thought my life was over during like I the exams really. yesterday. Like the entire yeah. lockdown. It was kind of like hanging over my head, like results, there, results, there, results, there. I was constantly thinking about it, and then in August, I was like, I saw it like trending on Twitter that people in Scotland and had their results down, They came from like a deprived area. and I was like, Oh my god, no, 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 because it was like, even? like it was obviously going to happen to us. And then like the U turn was like. I actually like, cried In a, when okay, the weekend was announced because true. I was, like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually going to, like, have a future, even though, like, Jesus, you literally don't mean anything, but I was like, oh, my God, it was such a relief, like, after such a stressful period, you know?
0: Hmm. But I think with GCSEs, are really overhyped. Because... yes,
1: yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and I think that happens with every single thing. Like, I remember SATs, they were so overhyped. And I think that was... Oh, my God, the SATs. Year six was the point where, like, my anxiety was at, like, it was at yeah. its worst. And it's always happened at those end years. Those years we've got yeah. exams. That's when teachers put so much pressure. Because, obviously, yeah. if like, you flop, it looks bad on them. So they put so much pressure yeah. on you because i remember Yeah. yeah. Remember i remember sitting in one of the math tests i had a mental block and everything on the pages all the numbers start jumbling about yeah. and i've never been able to yeah do that since. I had extra tutoring from numbers since I was in, like, um, year, uh, year two. So, like, I have always struggled with numbers. And I yeah, remember, I remember literally wetting myself because I was so anxious. <laughs> and I, I was literally sitting there in a puddle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. And that's just how scared I was because I was so, no, scared, I
1: was so yeah. scared
0: of failing. But I came out and I, yeah, out I kind of just overreacted about it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. With like the mock grades, again, I was so scared. Like I we were waiting in the middle of an English class and we were waiting to be called out to go get our results in the hall because I feel that with secondary schools and A levels they're really overhyped, they're really over dramatized. Yeah, yeah. And they over dramatized it so much because they made it so like everyone got together everyone got their envelopes at the same time yeah it yeah it almost felt like my old drama teacher sort of manipulated the whole thing to make it like a whole show or something for it to be recorded because I yeah. at the pictures that came out and i looked fuming in the pictures and like yeah they made it all like they made it all seem like everything comes down to that one moment so that moment where yeah you open the exam that's the be all end all and yeah. I remember sitting in that classroom, shaking, shivering in my boots, my arm was stinking, yeah. my legs, everything. And I was so tense. I felt like I was a year six. Yeah. I honestly felt like yeah. I was trying to in myself because the, yeah. the anxiety that was running through me at that point was at a high. And yeah. if it wasn't for my friends sitting there and be like, babe, calm down. You just need to, you yeah. to chill. You're here, you're in a safe space, you've got us, it's cool. If, if, it yeah. wrong, if it goes wrong or whatever it's fine you can build on it you've got or yeah. and a few months time it's okay you can do better in the gtse's i don't yeah. know what would have happened if they didn't i probably would have just collapsed at that point
1: yes yeah. no it's like do you, i usually like when i'm stressed i like become really like self-destructive like i remember in the year six set I nearly got hospitalized because I literally stopped drinking fluids because I was like that scared of failing. And then during like the year 11 mark, I like I didn't like actively like stop eating, but I just kind of like I didn't have an appetite because I was so yeah. stressed. So I was just like, I didn't really eat and then I lost so much weight. And like it was only when like one of my friends was like, You have lost so much weight, have you noticed? And I was like, Oh my god, wow it's like, I mean, it's never really a problem because, like, I always gain it all back. It's just like, I don't know. I think there needs to be more work on, like, developing healthier coping mechanisms to, like, deal with stress, but also, like, less pressure. Mm. Like, because then that would kind of eliminate the unhealthy coping mechanisms in the first place. It's like, there needs to be a lot more, like, done for... People, like, are sort of terrified of failure and, like, dictate our worth over our grades. Like, mm. I don't know. I feel like exams are, like, the worst possible thing to give to us. Like, which is why I was kind of grateful that our exams got cancelled. Honestly, so. Because it's, like, even though, like, even now I still don't really feel like I deserve my grades. But at the same time, it's, like... It is based on, like, work I actually put in while I was in, like, a relaxed environment, where I was, wasn't, like, worried about anything. And where
0: I was, at like, my best potential both yeah. mentally and
1: physically. Yeah, which is why, like, I'm kind of worried about A-levels, because it's going to be the first time we've done an exam, sort of, the SATs. It was, like, I don't know how I'm going like, to cope in that environment. What am I, like, to doing? So, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting one. Indeed,
0: indeed. And you mentioned how like your friend told you and you sort of that's when you noticed that what you were doing was unhealthy. And I I definitely agree with you there because I remember a friend of mine, um, she posted about this boy saying like, Oh, um, he's crying, that's so like that's so unmanly, da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. getting so annoyed. I remember going and I literally like You know, like, when you put everything in all caps and you're, like, trying to scream at them. But at at this point, I had a Nokia, so we weren't doing emojis or voice messages or anything like that. So I was, like, screaming at her. And I was like, why are you promoting toxic masculinity? Like, if he wants to cry, let him cry. And you know what? I I will sit there on on Skype, on a phone call, whatever, and I will cry with him because that is healthy. It's okay for guys to cry. It's okay okay for anyone to cry. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, your, gender sh- your gender shouldn't dictate whether you're allowed to do something or not allowed to do something. It's like, exactly. get, like clothes and stuff and people be like, rah, skirts are for, for women. Skirts are for-. And, like, I don't think Why do we put genders on stuff and why do we put limits on what people can be?
1: It's literally like a piece of fabric. Literally. Like, why does it matter? Like,
0: I honestly hate it when people do that because and they don't just do it with gender. They do it with everything. They do it with sexual- yeah. sexuality. They do it with race and anything. And I remember, um, like, in year eight, and, like, I have always sort of struggled with being anxious and sort of shaking and struggling to speak sometimes or speaking too fast or something like that. And I remember my anxiety sort of peaked again in year eight when I was being bullied. And now I was being bullied on the basis of my race. I was being bullied on Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not the sort of person that goes, sort of goes angry straight away. I'm, I'm the sort of person where it builds and builds and builds and builds for a prolonged period of time. And then I just blow and now one for sort of being aggressive to people or anything like that I tend to keep things mostly internal it's not until like I've opened up with someone or I can talk with someone or can be open in a conversation like with you for example and say like oh I've struggled with mental health or I've struggled with uh, with self-harm or something like that and because it took me so long to do so I would take it out on myself because someone kind of limited what I can do and said oh um you're dark you're this you're that the other you're blick only blick people can do this that and the other blick people can't get into modeling they can't get into acting they can't get into this that the other like yeah. only only the smarter people or only people that are smart enough can do this or people that don't look like you or people not from your sort of culture or anything because people like you yeah. aren't smart or anything and that's constant yeah. an limitation of who i am which may i add i can't change yeah really really damaged me in year eight to the point where yeah. I literally took an exfoliating scrub an exfoliating glove and scrubbed the skin off my head even now today like and some people will notice it and say it and be like oh what's that and I'll literally tell them because I'm pretty open about it and it's kind of a reminder to myself yeah. that I need to be more open with my mental health and talk more openly because I, I have a scar on my head it's darker it's obvious from the rest of my skin that something obviously happened there and I literally took it and scrubbed off my skin there to the point where like I came in the next day and my flesh was just kind of like open and it was like obviously bleeding because I'd I'd scrubbed it off and I remember some of the most harmful things some of these people said but to to an extent they helped me but they didn't help me they helped me in the way it made me realize that sometimes I just need to be open with my friends and sometimes I just need to talk about my mental health more openly because you've always got to start small you can't say I want yeah. to help the world when you haven't helped yourself or the people around exactly. you.
1: Exactly, yeah. That,
0: that, sort of, that sort of thing that I did to myself now reminds me and now every time I see it on my face, like even if I wear makeup, I, I can still see it's still there because it's still a part of me and part of my skin. And it's a reminder to me that I should always talk about mental health and I should always be open to my mental health and I should always try to break the stigma around it because it's something that's affected me and I don't want it to affect anyone else again. I don't want anyone else to exactly, yeah. I don't want anyone else to be bullied on their sexuality, on their gender, or anything. Yeah. Or the, or even their religion, I don't want them to be um, discriminated on because I went yeah. through it myself. I am a minority. Yeah. I am a young black woman and I am proud of yeah. that. And I will forever be proud of that and I'll forever be proud of supporting people within my own community. And I will also yeah. forever be proud of supporting people in minority communities because their yeah. mental health is as much as an issue as my mental health. And yeah. if I'm helping their mental health, then I feel like I'm helping mine at the same time. So I don't care yeah. what race you're from. I don't care what your sexuality is, what you identify as your gender. I just want to make sure that you're okay and that your mental health is as well. Yeah. I don't want you to go through what I've gone through and I don't want to see you struggling.
1: Yeah, I feel like they need to more like, actually honest conversations like that where you just lay it all on the table because I think a lot of people just kind of romanticize it which is why I'm harmed. So because um in like Year seven a bunch of like my friends were doing it and they made it seem like this really like crazy thing trendy thing that you could do like Take all the pain alone. it was like it was during a time when my sister was like in respiratory failure and like really ill and I hadn't seen her for a really long time I was like really like emotional and so I was like oh well, yeah, if I like do that thing but it was like the worst decision I've ever made because ever since that day it's like haunted me I guess
0: yeah
1: and it's like most of the time I can, like, rationalise it and be like, yeah, that's a bad thought, don't do that. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes I can't. Like, sometimes I get really low and I can't, like, just turn it away and not listen to it. Mm. And it becomes a lot harder to, like, ignore. And, I mean, yeah, like, in about November, December last year, I think it all got a bit too much and knew that after about two years and I was so like angry at myself and like that kind of made me want to self-harm more because it's gotten to the point where it's like it's like a punishment for things I do wrong so it's like every time someone like even slightly hints that they're irritated at me I just suddenly start thinking about oral sleep risks it's like for so long I like used it as a way to like punish myself even if I hadn't done anything wrong I'd like make up scenarios where I'd like done something wrong and be like oh well you deserve it then and it's such a like unhealthy thing and people take that and make it seem like it's this beautiful thing like they make like of quotes about it and it's such a like it really like frustrates me and like shows like reasons why it doesn't help. Like, I remember in, in, in that show, there's, like, a line where a character has like, Evans, she says that, like, people who kill themselves are cowards and that if you're, like, a real strong person, then you're self-harm. And that's such a, like, damaging thing to show because, like, how many people probably saw that and thought, Well yes, you're right, like I'm gonna start cutting my wrists now because that'll show that I'm strong. Like I think there really needs to be like a change in the way we talk about these things so that it doesn't so that it's brutally honest. Like people talk about these things and they kind of water it down Mm. and make it like so it's more socially acceptable when a lot of the time symptoms of mental illness aren't socially acceptable like you don't want to get out of bed you don't shower you don't like you push everyone away you're like aggressive you want to cry you want to just like everything hurts it's like it's not something it's not pretty you know it's not like something you can put on tiktok with sad music in the background it's like it's real and it's ugly and it's like more people need to talk about it and more people need to give people platforms to talk about it. Definitely. That's the most important thing because then people who are like younger than us, who are like coming on the internet for the first time and are like potentially vulnerable to like things and stuff like that, um, will see like... Podcasts like this where we're talking about mental health and like our honest experiences with it and be like this is what mental illness is it's not something romantic it's not something beautiful i shouldn't like um make it seem like it's tragic or anything because it's not (laughs) yeah
0: because